just call Royal Lair The people who care We do the job right So you can sleep tight Just know when we're there We've got the best in quality With Lennox High Efficiency For heating and air Just call Royal Lair So call Royal Lair Yeah, we'll show you we care With service done right All day and all night Our prices are fair Call anytime Our estimate's free We're number one So now you can see For heating and air Just call Royal Lair So don't take chances Go with the best Number one in the North Valley Royal Air Heating and Air Conditioning On the web at WeCareRoyalAir.com Or call us at 899-9999 Good afternoon and welcome to Business Buzz. My name is Harold Littlejohn CPA. I hope to entertain, educate, enlighten. I always give you a second viewpoint for everything. That's my main goal. The show is called Business Buzz. I try to put everything I'm interested in talking about into a business context. So that's how I usually handle that. It's another Chico day during tax season. I love taking a break and doing some business buzz show. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm very glad you have time to spend part of your busy afternoon with me. I know children are back in school. We had a three-day weekend, but I don't think there's any real big breaks, probably until the Easter break, which I believe is middle of April, if I'm not mistaken. The 15th falls on Good Friday this year, I believe. The 17th is Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday, the 17th. Uh, Don't tell anybody, but the actual income tax deadline is April 18th this year. I'm going to treat it as if it's April 15th. It's been three years since we had an April 15th deadline. Two years ago, in 2020, the COVID thing extended the deadline till July 15. Last year, they extended it one month to May 15. This year, there's no news of that. I don't think it's going to change. It's probably back to April for good. One of the proposals they had 10 or 15 years ago, when they were starting the e-filing for everybody to e-file and trying to get everyone to e-file, They had said that if you e-file, you wouldn't have it due until June 15th. But since pretty much almost everyone e-files now, I don't think they're ever going to change that. So I think it's always going to be April for the due date and whether it's e-filing or on paper. The thing to remember is if you can't get your tax done by April 15, you can file an extension by April 15. And as long as you guess the amount of tax you owe and pay it in, it doesn't even cost you a penalty if you're on extension. And then you file by October 15, so it's an automatic six-month extension. The secret is you have to kind of calculate how much you owe so that you pay the right amount in. Anything you don't owe by, anything you haven't paid by April 15 that you end up owing, that generates a late payment penalty 
But as long as you're extended and you file by October, you don't get the big one called the late filing penalty. So late payment penalty isn't bad. Late filing penalty is bad. That's the bad one. And all taxes do generate an interest charge. I believe the interest is back to 3%. Uh, it may be 3 It's either 3 or 4%, but it's a small amount. So the interest, if you end up owing like $10,000, uh, you know, for the whole year would be $300. So that would be $25 a month if you owe $10,000. So interest isn't real high. Late payment is a half a percent a month. That's not too bad. Late filing's the bad one. That's 5% per month. Not a, not a good idea. So you always want to make sure to get that extension in on time. Even if you can't pay the tax, at least you're extended. So if you do owe money, you, your penalties won't be nearly as high. So filing on time is very important. And it's I would say filing on time is almost more important than paying the tax on time because of the smaller penalties as long as you're a timely filer. The other interesting thing that they don't really publicize, it may be in the code somewhere, but it's probably in one of their regular IRS, uh, they call them treasury regulations. I'm not sure, but if you've been an on-time filer for three previous years and for some reason you miss a filing, you don't have to have a big reasonable cause like, oh, my... uh, Significant other was in the hospital in critical condition. I was in a big car crash. Those are the kind of excuses you need if you don't have this one. The one I'm going to tell you about is if you filed on time for the previous three years and you missed for whatever reason now, you can in writing request that they remove the penalty and they will do it. Now, I'm not sure if there's any limitations on who they'll do it for, but just about every client I've ever had to get that penalty removed for, they do get it removed. That's one real good thing. If you're a good filer that's been doing everything right for the past few years, you can get one non-filing excused. It's a real handy thing. I'm I'm glad they have that because sometimes people just they just mess up and and don't get it done. There's some other automatic extensions I believe. If you're out of the country on business, not for vacation, but if you're out of the country doing business on April 15, uh, don't quote me on this one. I'd have to look it up, but I believe you automatically have until June to file your return or your extension. Uh, That's something that I, I don't have that many clients that do business overseas, but I have a couple, but uh, I always make sure to get their extensions done by April just to be safe. That is though... One special exception to the April 15th date if you're actually working out of the country, which it just isn't all that common for me. But, of course, you know, a lot of people do it. So business buzz. So I like to start local and then expand my way outwards. That's how I normally cover it. Of course, during tax season, I can only do so much digging and reading and looking up because when I do get a spare hour, I need to kind of need to go back to the office and get more work done, which is what I try to do. I 
happen to have a birthday coming up soon, so I'm not going to work too hard this coming weekend, but from then on out, it's going to be March, and that's when it gets serious. So I'll be an every weekend guy uh, after this after this little birthday weekend. And don't ask how old I am. We don't talk age on business buzz. So expanding outward, I've got one. This article comes from the Chico ER, which is my favorite place to read uh, local business news. But this article is actually more on the state level, but it applies to the local level. And you'll see what I mean when I go through some of the highlights of this article. So I'm just going to kind of breeze through this and see what it says because it looked interesting. And of course, I've got comments to make as I go through. And you, would re- you wouldn't really enjoy business buzz if I didn't make comments. Isn't that right? This article is called, What's on the Priority List for Top California Legislators? So I would assume some of them on the top priority list might be to uh, maybe to not run again. (laughs) Maybe not. Don't know. I know on the federal level, there's a record number of uh, representatives not choosing not to run again. So there's a record number choosing not to run. I wonder why. So anyway, this article starts out, it's not every day that the two leaders of the California legislature sit down. Uh, Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon and Senate President Pro Tem Tony Atkins, and I think Tony is a female, had plenty to say in an event today hosted by the Sacramento Press Club on the state budget, single-payer health care, and more. Budget and taxes. A question likely on many Californians' minds, will there be another stimulus payment? Well, that was interesting. I Some of my clients got a mystery $600 that they didn't even know was coming. It was called the Golden State Stimulus It wasn't for everyone. It required semi-low income, but it also required that you have some earned income. So I believe it's the same criteria if you earn the California Earned Income Credit would get you the Golden State Stimulus $600. And some of my clients got it. Some of them didn't. What was interesting is some of my older client, elderly clients that didn't have earned income should have qualified because they might have maybe $10,000 of a pension and a few hundred dollars of interest and dividends and social security. Those clients in theory should have got the golden state stimulus, but it turns out they didn't get it because those people, unless they're working, they don't have what's called earned income. Most all income other than wages self-employed, and that would include a farm. Uh, Most other income is unearned income, but those are the earned income categories. Uh, Most people have them, but in order to get the Golden State stimulus, you had to have earned income. So let's see what this article says. 
Whether or not there's a direct stimulus payment, the Democratic-controlled legislature plans to invest in programs such as child care and health care that help working-class Californians. While Rennett acknowledged that stimulus payments could drive even more inflation, oh yeah, really? He and Atkins said they're focused on boosting left-behind residents. You do notice he calls them residents and not citizens. I hope everybody notices that. Um, another area of concern is a proposal that is in Newsom's budget, a gas tax holiday by pausing the gasoline and diesel fuel tax inflated related increases scheduled to go into effect in July. Well, that's just suspending the increases says suspending the gas tax could impact funding for transit operations. Well, yeah, but they're not, that's a little bit misleading. They're not. They're not suspending the gas tax. See, that's that's where I don't I don't think these journalists, I don't think they're really, th- they're either not thinking or they're, or they're purposely trying to mislead people, because that suspending the gas tax, it should say suspending the gas tax increase. You see how they get around this stuff with their the way they word things, and plus you know the first few words of the paragraph are read a lot more than the last few words of a paragraph. These are just some of the little tricks they seem to use. I do subscribe to the Chico ER, but I can tell you it's only because there's local news. I do not respect the, quote, journalism of the ER at all. And that's uh, that's a topic for a whole nother day. We're coming on up on that first break. I'm glad you're here listening to Business Buzz today. Thanks for taking part of your day to share with me. I'll be right back. Thanks a lot. Ford, the original titan of the automobile industry, believed in progress, innovation, and dramatic change. His Model T revolutionized American culture. But after 15 years of being the only car on the road, changes had to be made. The Model T just wasn't equipped to handle the new, faster-moving, paved roads. So how did this revolutionary man handle it when they tried to change the Model T? He looked at the shiny new red prototype and began attacking it. Ripping it apart with his bare hands. That's what Henry Ford thought of change. We all have a little bit of Henry Ford in us. We get fixated on something we like and we strongly oppose change. But accepting change is a healthy part of life. But like Henry Ford, we tend to want to tear apart anything that tries to change what we've grown to feel comfortable with. Some basic life principles should never change, but other things should change. We can embrace it and move ahead, or we can attack it. The roads of life are always changing. We need to change to keep up or get left behind in the dust. This is Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Your profession, my profession that I'm a Christian, is not the standard of entering the kingdom of God. David Hawking reveals what the Bible teaches about entering the kingdom this week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. 
When life hits us hard, we begin asking hard questions, and we need real answers. Suddenly, the laughter of the sitcom seems so shallow, and sappy love songs offer no real hope or direction. But piercing through the static of entertainment comes a glimpse of clarity. Here we are, a radio station with answers. Most entertainment helps you escape reality. We help you face it with hope, peace, and answers that come from God. Lock it in here for real life answers. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Do you know why policemen have guns and badges? Because the government has a duty to protect the lives of innocent human beings. That's what the right to life is. When Roe v. Wade came down, it was much more than about babies. The suspension of the right to life means we're all at risk. Find out more on Life Matters here on KTKZ, Sundays at noon. Listen Saturdays at 6 on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Glad to be here on a nice Chico afternoon in the middle of tax season. We're almost at the end of February. It's turning into a very interesting tax season at my place. I won't go into detail, but very interesting. Going well, of course. The sooner I start working late nights, the better off I due in late March and April, and that's my goal, is to not have a crazy late March and April. So I explained how these journalists trick you, the way they talk. I mean, these, these, these politicians are worried about this gas tax increase being suspended temporarily. It's like, did you ever meet one of these guys who didn't love taxes? Unbelievable. And meanwhile, gas now, I noticed uh, even Safeway seems to be the lowest price gas that I see on my commute. And it's, I believe, at four twenty nine on the cheapest price. I just paid four fifty nine today at a, I think at a mobile, mobile gas station. And I noticed that Chevron is at four eighty nine. Chevron's always the most expensive. Supposedly, they have the best gas. I, I suppose that's possible. But man, that uh, that difference would be sixty cents a gallon. So, if you're filling up a twenty-five gallon tank, the difference between Safeway down the street from Chevron would be fifteen bucks on that fill-up. So, fifteen dollars. I mean, it's not as much as it used to be, but $15 is still quite a bit of money. I mean, heck, you could buy, what, uh, two pounds of hamburger meat? Speaking of inflation hitting home, 
I actually barbecued beef hamburgers over the weekend for the first time in quite a while. Probably the first time since like last Labor Day. Because I brought out the barbecue yesterday and I hadn't done that for quite a while. I couldn't believe it. Where I go for the hamburger meat, the regular hamburger meat was six ninety nine a pound. The lean was seven forty nine, and the extra lean, which I don't buy, was probably seven ninety nine. That's almost double what it was just last year. The other thing, price wise, as far as inflation, which has gone nuts, I'm really glad I quit smoking about. It's been 13 years now. When I look at the price of a pack of cigarettes, I had someone working for me who was a smoker. And once I, uh, that person needed me to pick him up a couple packs of cigarettes, so they gave me like $20. And those cigarettes, I think, were 8 or $9 a pack. And those were the generic uh, cheapest kind. When I quit, they were they were getting expensive, but it was still like, Four, four dollars or four and a quarter for a pack. I remember buying cartons for like forty-two dollars. Unbelievable. So I'm glad I quit. Not only for that reason. I mean, I'm glad I quit just for health reasons. But now I'm double glad I quit because it would kill me to be spending nine bucks a pack. That's like forty-five cents per cancer stick. Well, that's what that's what they call them. My mom smoked her whole life and didn't die of cancer. I mean, she didn't live, she lived to be 83, but she didn't die of cancer. So, whatever that's, for whatever that's worth. Of course, she smoked filterless camels. I have heard that the filters have a lot of bad stuff in them or bad things that aren't good when they get heated up. I'm not certain. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on television. I don't play one on the radio. So don't take my advice as medical advice, please. These are just opinions for entertainment purposes only. My entertainment. So this uh, this article talks about ballot measures. Let's see what they're talking about. Following last year's failed effort to remove Newsom that cost taxpayers $200 million. Well, I'd like to see... If he really did, I would really like to see if he did not really lose that recall. That's I won't give you any more on my opinion, but you can imagine what I'm thinking on that one. Remember I talked to you about Company X? I talked to you about Company X's machines a couple weeks ago. Well, California uses those Company X machines. So... The ballot, the November ballot could include as many as four measures on the lucrative sports betting market. Online giants DraftKings and FanDuel have sunk $100 million into one measure. But a group of Native Native American tribes announced earlier this week they plan to oppose it with a similar bankroll. Tribes are backing another measure for in-person sports betting at their casinos. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's going to be exciting if the Indian casinos get sports books going. That'd, that'd be, I mean, I'm all for, I'm totally for gambling. I, 
I don't know what the pros and cons, whoever argues that it's not good, but it's fun. People like it. If they choose to gamble, I know a lot of people who actually win quite a bit. I don't know how much they lose. They probably are net losers when you add it all up, but they sure have fun when they get a jackpot or win a a blackjack tournament or something. I have nothing against gambling. I do like the fact, I don't like the fact that the odds are so lousy at the Indian casinos. The Nevada casinos, I bl- and I, I would have to look this up, but I believe in the old days, Nevada casinos did have laws restricting how bad the odds could be for the customers. And I'm pretty sure the Indian casinos do not have those laws. Indian casinos are kind of strange. They have their own laws. You can't go to a regular court. They they duke it out in their own little Indian courts. I mean, you know, courts between the tribe. And it's like not, it's, it's like not U.S. soil. I mean, it is, but it isn't. So it's just weird the way those jurisdictions work. And I'm not an expert. So that's interesting. So I would side on the I would side on the side of the Indian casinos for that because I think that'd be fun if there was sports betting at the Indian casinos. But the other guys, of course, they're you know they're those giant betting places. Let's see what else? Single payer health care. It died without a vote last month in the assembly. Atkins called the idea a moonshot. While he was disappointed that it didn't come up for a boat, he was not going to force the author, Ash Calra of San Jose, to act. The speaker also said while he can lobby lawmakers, he can't force them to support a bill. Well, obviously. Crime concerns. Oh, they're concerned about crime? I didn't know that. Recent polls, including one out this week, showed growing voter concern with crime. Duh. Uh, and increase the Phillies. Oh, yeah. They share their constituents' worries, but don't believe that it will necessarily hurt Democrats in this year's election. So not if, no, it won't hurt the Democrats in this election if they keep uh, Company X's machines going. <laughs> They'll do just fine. I'll be back in just a minute on Business Buzz. Stay tuned. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back. When cynical people attempt to poke fun at the faith we hold dear, Scripture teaches us to be prepared with an answer. So how do we stand up for our beliefs and do it with grace? Join us when Chuck Swindoll talks about the integrity of righteous resistance, Tuesday on Insight for Living. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Vegas. The Pacific Justice Institute has filed a lawsuit in the U.S. Federal District Court for Northern California on behalf of six plaintiffs who are suing 
two Bay Area employers for civil rights violations. You see, San Francisco and Santa Clara Valley Medical Center granted religious exemptions, but then ultimately forced these Christians to resign. One medical resident was targeted for her faith and had her future in medicine sabotaged. Well, PJI seeks to recover damages due to the willful, malicious, and intentional violations of the plaintiff's civil rights. Learn more about our ministry and get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. Remember the website, pji.org. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern. But help is available. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for spending part of your afternoon with me. I do appreciate it, and I'm glad when I get an email or a phone call from someone who says they enjoy my show. I enjoy doing it, and I appreciate anyone who can take part of their day and listen to my... I don't even know what you call it. I just know I have fun doing it, so here I am. Oh yeah, I was talking about the crime concerns of our leg- of a couple of our legislators. You know, I even thought about it few months ago, I'm like, you know, I should run for city council. That would really be fun. But then I thought, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. I already have too much work that I can even hardly get done. I have other interests I like to pursue, including uh, business buzz and researching and reading and reporting and talking. And I just don't think I can... I can't, I don't think I can spend that much time on a project like that. But if anybody wants my opinion, I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to tell them what I think. Obviously. Oh, here's the crime concerns. One of those issues includes Proposition 47, the 2014 voter-backed measure that increased the felony threshold for petty theft and shoplifting from $400 to $950. Atkins noted that the proposition was upheld by voters in 2020, but she said she was willing to review any legislation that comes forward to reform the measure. Let's be honest. I think everything about, whenever I read anything about this voting stuff, I think they should all have an asterisk next to them because I honestly do not believe that California voters approve that twice. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. I think... Company X's machines might have approved it, but I don't think they did. And that is the exact law that it's caused, uh, that's caused places like Walgreens to close about, I don't know, last I read six or eight stores like in San Francisco. Because with this 950 limit, people can come in and steal expensive stuff and they walk out and it's not a felony. And then you have district attorneys like in places like San Francisco who are bought and paid for with uh, foreign foreign donor foreign donors money and those district attorneys won't prosecute 
shoplifters. So you have stores closing, you have crime way on the uh, way on the increase. Unbelievable. I mean, if if people if people read about the stuff that I read about, none of this would would be able to be continued to be happening. But I consider myself, based on the people I talk with, I'd say one out of. I'd say one out of. One out of. 20, I'd say one out of 10 to one out of 20 read as much as I do about these things. I'd say one out of four reads some of it, or at least they listen to some of it on certain news stations. I do have to say, though, that I would say three out of four of the people I talk to, and of course I don't bring it up, with everybody, obviously, I'd I'd lose half of my client base, either from like, I don't care, or I disagree with you, one of the two, I would say three out of four of the people I meet are mostly unaware of all of these things I've been talking about on Business Buzz. So I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody. I'm just saying I have my own opinion and so do they. Housing and homelessness, that's another topic here from the legislators. Said they will they still want to do more on affordable housing. Atkins defended Senate Bill 9, her bill passed last year that ended most single family zoning and allowed duplexes on single family lots. She called it a moderate step to increase housing supply with gentle density. But local governments across the state have resisted. You know, that's another thing. This state is so diverse, it's just not even, it doesn't even make sense to have legislators that are heavily weighted to Southern California. It doesn't make sense to have laws passed for their type of towns, but then other towns sort of are not being represented properly. Kind of like that, kind of like what I mentioned a couple weeks ago about taxation without representation. Everything is skewed to these big Southern California money people, and it doesn't really fit the entire state. I mean, this state is so diverse. These should be local laws. These should not be state laws. They could allow them, but they shouldn't mandate anything. Anyway, I spent way too much time on this stupid article about these two legislators in California. I don't even want to know what I don't even want to know what those two had to do to get to the position they're in. Don't even want to know. It's like here's a quarter, call someone who cares. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, here we go. Uh this is dated February eleventh, so it's going on about two weeks. Or as Dave at X22 report would say, it's on a going coming up on a two-week delta. Oh yeah, I think I'm going to try next week to get you a list of uh, things to listen to on the on the internet. X22 reports one of them. He's got the best daily recap of news, in my opinion, of anybody. 
and it fits with the time frame when I commute to work a couple times a day. I can pretty much hear the whole, most of his daily updates are 40 to 50 minutes long. For some people, that's too long, but he he's able to cover most all the daily news that he needs to cover with that time frame. And I just enjoy because it's a pretty comprehensive coverage of all the different topics that he's interested in, and, and I like to hear it too. So after this last break, which is coming up very shortly, I'm going to read you a article about a sweeping new bill from a Oakland assembly member. That's the first of all, you got to watch out for an Oakland assembly member. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking race or anything here. I'm just talking, um, why don't they just call it mask town? So anyway, the mask town assembly member, Buffy Wicks. Oh, her name's Buffy. Hmm. I wonder if she slays vampires in her, in her, in her spare time. Oakland Assembly Member Buffy Wicks unveiled the first-of-its-kind proposal Friday. Sweeping new bill would require vaccine for every California worker. <laughs> Whoops. We're coming up on that last break. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for tuning in to Business Buzz. I'll be right back after this message. Are you more than $10,000 in debt? Feel like you're on a never-ending treadmill, staying in one place and never getting ahead with those minimum payments? You feel like there's no way out? Don't let the credit card companies bully you anymore. There are programs in place to help you get free of your debt, and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get debt-free in months instead of decades. Get off the debt treadmill and stop the harassment. Get free of credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and medical bills. Call now at 800-949-3010 for free information. For about 10 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, too. Get off the endless cycle without having to declare bankruptcy. You'll have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call Total Financial now at 800-949-3010. 800-949-3010. That's 800-949-3010. With home mortgage rates still near historic lows, now is a great time to buy or refinance. Michael Humes is your one-stop mortgage lender. Michael Humes and his knowledgeable staff are well-versed in a wide variety of loan types, including FHA, Fannie Mae, USDA, HomePath, and HARP. For a free evaluation of your mortgage needs, call him, 530-624-7942. That's 530-624-7942. Be sure to listen to Michael's Mortgage Market Update every Wednesday at 2.30 on Your Home Today. This is Michael Humes, Mortgage Specialist at Network Mortgage, located at 155 East 3rd Avenue. NMLS License 230273, BRE License 01250862, employed by Network Mortgage, BRE License 01840139, NMLS License 358237, Equal Housing Opportunity. 
welcome to our show. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. And I'm Matt Four. This is Jessica Wilkerson, one of your hosts of Chico Now. A half hour designed for the community and brought to you by the community. Each day, one of our hosts will join with people from organizations throughout the greater Chico area. We want to let you know what's happening in Chico Now. So join us at 1230 Monday through Friday here on KKXX for Chico Now. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Am I anti-science? This is Ken Ham, author of the books The Dinosaurs of Eden and Deers for Dinosaur. As a former public school teacher trained to teach science in the classroom, I often laugh when I'm accused of being anti-science by evolutionists. Why do they say that? Well, it's not because I don't love science. I do. It's because I don't accept their interpretation of the evidence. That's because I reject their worldview. What do I mean? Well, the evidence about the past doesn't speak for itself. It must be interpreted. And your worldview determines your interpretation. I believe God's word, so I use it as the lens for interpreting the evidence. Evolutionists reject the true history in the Bible and rely on man's ideas. The problem really isn't science. Discover truth from God's word at AnswersRadio.com and plan your visit to the world-class Creation Museum in Northern Kentucky when you go to AnswersRadio.com. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I hoped he'd get help. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Winding up another hour of entertainment, education, hopefully entertainment, hopefully education. I'll talk about that list next time. I I do want to get you that list of things to read and listen to. It's pretty fun, and I think it's fun. So here we go. California businesses, big and small, would have to require all workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19 under a new bill. Unveiled Friday by East Bay Assembly member Buffy Wicks. Well, I've got some, I got some information coming up here in this last segment that'll make you wonder about that. Workers deserve to be safe. Okay. Don't get me don't get me started, Buffy. Sounds like I'm back in third grade. Hey Buffy. Did you see Laugh-In last night? So I had a couple more things to cover, but since I've 
rambled on so long about these California items, I might have to skip over something. Where is that thing? I'm going to look it up while, while I'm, uh, I'm going to look it up while I'm rambling. I was going to talk about Canada and the business of the business of dictatorships, but I'm going to run out of time today. So I'm going to find, I'm going to find the article I was looking, looking for here. It's going to take me a, it's going to take me a second. So this is really a, it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting topic and it applies to everybody who's considering getting vaccinated. And let me see, here it is. Here it is. So this is from one of my favorite, this is one of my favorite news websites. I read it every day called the Gateway Pundit. And it's a guest post by an active military officer. And you know, the military is being required to get vaccinated. So I'm just going to read this article because I thought it was pretty interesting. And I, I just think everybody should know this. First of all, I'm wondering if you've, are you under the impression that the vaccines, the quote vaccines are approved by the FDA? Because most of the people I talk to are under that impression. Guess what? Harold Littlejohn CPA is here to tell you you're wrong. So I'm going to read this article. I am an active duty army officer with almost two decades of service. I have refused to take the COVID-19 vaccine that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin mandated for all military personnel on October 24th, 2021. And like thousands of others across the Department of Defense, DOD, I have submitted a request for religious accommodation to be exempted from the shot. The Pentagon's RA, that's religious accommodation provision regarding the shot, is proving to be somewhat of a circus and is receiving close attention thanks to multiple ongoing legal challenges. Due to the extreme political impetus behind the COVID vaccine push, I believe the DOD had no intent to approve any of the RA requests. In fact, I would not be surprised if instructions for blanket denials weren't just unique to the Navy, as Liz Wheeler exposed several months ago. However, an equally large concern is the bait and switch the DOD is successfully thus far executing regarding, funny you use the word executing, while they're talking about shooting people up, uh, executing regarding the non-availability of the mandated FDA-approved shots. The FDA has approved Pfizer, Comirnaty, and Moderna's SpikeVax, neither of which is currently available in the U.S., according to the CDC and the manufacturers. The FDA has repeatedly affirmed in its letters of authorization to Pfizer, extending its emergency use authorization, that the Pfizer community and Pfizer BioNTech vaccines are legally distinct with certain differences. A U.S. District Court judge in Florida recognized the same thing in November. In his denial of the plaintiff's request for a preliminary injunction in John Doe 1-14 and Jane Doe 1-2 versus Lloyd Austin, 
Judge Alan Windsor nevertheless wrote, I do not discount the FDA's conclusion that the two vaccines, Pfizer Community and Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, are medically interchangeable. Of course, that does not mean that the two vaccines are legally indistinguishable. The FDA concedes they are not. Additionally, the CDC's website lists Comirnaty and Pfizer-BioNTech separately and notes that Pfizer has no plans to distribute Comirnaty in the U.S. at this time, as of February 9th. The document indicates the same for Moderna regarding their recently approved SpikeVax shot. The actual FDA-approved shots are not currently available in the U.S., The DOD is requiring service members to get vaccinated anyway, even though the FDA-approved shots aren't available. The, Security De- the Secretary of Defense issued this mandate in a memo to the force on August 24th, 21, and specified that only products that receive full FDA licensure will be used to fulfill the mandate. However, the actual shots that the military is providing are still the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, Moderna COVID vaccine 19, and the Janssen J&J vaccine, all of which remain under EUA, the emergency use. Thus, service members are complying and getting vaccinated with something they have been told or are being led to believe is FDA approved, when in fact it is still under an EUA. And to make it worse, those who refuse to accept the EUA shot are being disciplined and involuntarily separated and voluntarily separated as if they had disobeyed the actual order to receive the FDA-approved shot. Title 10 U.S. Code 1107A prohibits the requirement of an EUA medical product to the armed forces without a written waiver from the president, which has not been issued. This guy writes, I will become eligible to retire in just under a year. However, if my... Religious exemption is denied on appeal. I am facing a mandatory and voluntary separation no later than June 30th, possibly a general discharge, which will strip me of some of my veterans' benefits and the loss of a retirement pension. I could be kicked out of the Army at two decades of experience for disobeying an order that is impossible to obey at this point in time. Wow. Wow. I know a lot of people who have no clue about that. And if I wasn't reading, if I wasn't reading daily the articles that I kind of dig up and read, I never would have known that either. Because they lead you to believe that these shots people are getting, and I don't call them a vaccine, because they had to change the definition of vaccine to make these fit. No, I don't think people realize that there's still emergency use uh, shots and they are not FDA approved. So it's fairly incredible to me how disingenuous some of these people have been. So I've only got a few minutes left on this episode of Business Buzz. I hope you've enjoyed it. I guess I'll ramble on with something else. Let me see what, what else is new. Well, this year, uh, I'm just thinking of some tax law stuff since I've been heavily involved in working on income taxes. Well, the married couples can deduct $600 in cash charitable contributions 
even if they don't itemize, that's a that's one that some of you might be able to utilize. What else is new? Well, what's new is that this whole tax law that changed in 2018 and pretty much lowered everyone's taxes is going to disappear and go back to the old way in a few years. I think it's in 2025 or 2026. I'll have to look that up. So uh, there's some major tax planning that needs to be going on for people. The problem is you can plan for one way or the other, but you don't know which way it's going to go. You'd have to, you'd have to do an assessment of the percentage of chance. You'd have to say, well, I think it's 70% likely it's going to be renewed, but 30% likely it's not. And then you have to go from there. And that gets really tricky. There's just no way to know some of these things. And sometimes they go right up to the last day. They Sometimes they go right up to the last day before they actually decide if they're keeping a law or changing a law. It's just kind of crazy. Well, I do have one short one that I brought with me here for the last couple of minutes. I've mentioned this before, but I got to say it again. Since I was just on the topic of vaccines, here's a little printout I got from a from a tweet. I don't remember who did it. It says, "Oh my God, look at these COVID cases: Australia, twenty thousand; Canada, forty-five thousand two hundred and eighty-eight; Germany, a hundred thousand." India, 96,000. Russia, 45,000. Spain, 20,000. United Kingdom, 112,853. United States, 460,000. Oh, whoops. I meant children that have gone missing so far this year without a peep from the media. How's that for an interesting topic? Since I'm on the topic of the media after bringing that one up, I'm totally amazed when I watch local news, uh, most national news, I'm amazed at the complete 100% disregard for any semblance of what I would consider the definition of journalism, which would be to research and look things up and make sure it's true and give a differing viewpoint like I try to do on Business Buzz. When you think about it, it turn on the local news and just listen to the listen to the stories they give you. They're they're being hand fed this stuff. Not one of those quote reporters. I mean some of the local news of course they, they actually do reports on local things happening, so that's a little different. But you know, when it comes to their they're uh, regurgitating of COVID hospitalization numbers that somebody's feeding them. They don't go check it out. They don't go to see if the hospital's really full or not. Uh, they never did. So I'm just absolutely shocked with the complete disregard of the what I would consider the basic rules of journalism, and nobody really follows them other than the citizen journalists that I read all day long and that's the only reason why we get any real news is because there's other places to go. Well, thanks for listening to Business Buzz. It's been a very pleasant day for me, but then again, it's it's the start of a week and it always gets a little heavier in the middle of the week. I hope you're going to tune in next week also, and thank you very much for spending part of your day with me. 
KKXX Paradise, K280GL Chico, and K283AR Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. President Biden announced on Tuesday that the United States will impose new sanctions on Moscow after Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered troops into two Ukrainian territories on which the Kremlin has laid claim for years. President Biden says Vladimir Putin has already tried to carve out a chunk of Ukraine. He's setting up a rationale to go much further. This is the beginning of a Russian invasion of Ukraine, as he indicated and asked permission to be able to do from his Duma. During a meeting with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuliba says Russia needs to leave Ukraine alone. We are a peaceful nation. We never attacked anyone. Uh, we are not seeking war. We want to find solutions through diplomacy. But if the war is imposed on us by President Putin, we will be defending ourselves. Ukraine's president announced he was calling up some of the country's military reservists as the threat of a Russian invasion grew, but he added there was no need for a full military mobilization. Many Americans disapprove of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's handling of Canadian trucker protests. The Trafalgar Group, one of America's most accurate pollsters in the last four elections, is releasing the results of a new national survey. 55% of American voters disapprove of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's handling of the trucker protests in his country. 35% of American voters approve of his handling of the protests. 10% are unaware of it. 87% of Republican voters disapprove of the Prime Minister's handling of the trucker protests. 8% approve and 5% are unaware of it. That's correspondent Bernie Bennett. Worries about Ukraine again affected Wall Street with the Dow down 462 points. The Nasdaq dropping 166, the S&P 500 lower by 44. Crude oil up $1.20 to 92.27 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. You can now lose your job for refusing to call a biological male she. And confused children are being pumped full of drugs to block puberty. How have we gotten to this point? The compelling new documentary, The Tragedy of Gender Confusion, has now been banned from online streaming. See the program the corporate media wants to hide from you. Get the DVD at SalemNowStore.com. Here's the Wall Street Business Report. Consumer confidence dropped last month. The Conference Board's Index of Consumer Confidence took a hit in January. The index, which assesses the current and future outlook on our economy by average consumers, ticked lower last month, prompted by the surging prices of nearly everything. That's correspondent Ken Lorman. Stocks ending lower on Wall Street after Russia sent forces into Ukraine's eastern regions, escalating tensions. The European Union and UK responding with sanctions. The Dow was down 482 points, closing at 33,596. The Nasdaq lost 166 to 13,381. The S&P dropped 44 points to 4,304. New York oil rose $1.20 closing at $92.27 a barrel. 
For the Wall Street Business Report, I'm John Scott. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. The following program is sponsored by Focus on the Family and is supported by the prayers and financial gifts of wonderful friends like you. Today on Focus on the Family, Pastor Dave Carter shares one of the leading causes of infidelity in marriage. Infatuation is the most powerful drug known to man. People have died for infatuation. People have given up kingdoms for infatuation. Infatuation will cause you to do crazy things. And we always say this at the end, what was he thinking? The point is he wasn't. That person is under the influence of a mood altering substance. They are stone drunk. We'll hear more about infatuation and the seemingly innocent steps that can lead up to it today on Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus President Jim Daly. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller. John, I'm so looking forward to today's broadcast because I believe it will literally save marriages. We're going to be talking about avoiding infidelity. You know, most of us don't wake up one morning and decide, I'm going to go out and ruin my marriage today. These things happen slowly in a series of small steps, as you said, John. And what we want to do today is throw up some of those yellow flags for couples who may not have a firm foundation of intimacy in their relationship. And it could jeopardize their marriage. They could lose their marriage if they're not careful. Uh, Today's broadcast guest is Dave Carter. He's studied infidelity for over 30 years, and he has some amazing insights. For example, in a study of 4,000 pastors, over 20% admitted to being sexually indiscreet. That's one in five pastors. Of those, almost every single man said they did not intend to cross that line. So we're going to hear how affairs start. What is that flame that occurs? And it's based on information Dave has gathered, counseling church couples through their first time. 